0: city it's your man big pat the voice of your charlotte hornets and you're listening to the all hornets podcast network presented by sports illustrated
1: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help Welcome to another episode of Inside the Hive on the All Hornets Podcast Network. Christmas episode edition for you this week. And we have Matt Sponauer of the Stay Hot Podcast. Matt, you joined us last time. I was looking at this June 26th. Last time you joined us, Miles Bridges was not a criminal and Steve Clifford had just been hired. And that we were previewing free agency, talking about Montres Harold, Isaiah Thomas, the appointment of Steve Clifford. Whew, a lot's happened since then. Welcome yeah. back.
0: It's, that's right before everything started going really downhill. So
1: yeah, that's when we thought, sadder, God, the I coaching think. thing, that has to be the worst thing that happens this off season, right?
0: <laughs> it, was, it was It was. the most embarrassing thing. I'd say I, if, if I could pick, I'd rather have Miles Bridges not have all this drama around him than even necessarily have Atkinson, but that's both happened. What can you do?
1: Absolutely. And for those who don't know, and I'll introduce it again, that Matt, is one of the hosts on the Stay Hot podcast, a part of the Blue Y Network. And according to your LinkedIn profile, Matt, which you should know because you've written this, was top 100 for all formats of sports podcasts on Spotify.
0: There was a point. Yeah, yeah, there was a point. We're somewhere right around there still, I think. But yeah.
1: Well, there you go. I mean, I don't blame you having that LinkedIn. We are definitely not in the top 100. We might be top 100 for Hornets podcasts, but I don't think that's saying much because I think there's about 15 um so maybe we just go with top 15 that sounds better right for people who don't know i think you
0: can even push it to 10 and get away with it who is yeah going well to challenge that?
1: if hey if this is a good episode maybe that'll do it for us um today's podcast we are going to be ranking all hornets players from 1 to 16 and who we think is most likely to be on the roster this time next year or the start of next season basically and then also with it being a christmas episode we'll go we're going to be giving a gift to the Hornets organization, and we're each going to give a gift right at the end of the episode, which can be absolutely anything. So interested to see what you've got there. But there's 16 players currently on the roster.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a lot to get through. Um, you, you said before we start here, you found this process hard, right?
0: Yeah, I thought it was. Re- I thought it would be something I'd be able to bang out in like two minutes, and it, it took me a second to think about all of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I said I thought like. I wrote number one. I was like, okay, that's pretty easy. Like, got onto number two and three. I thought that's pretty easy. Then after that, I was like, wow, this gets really complicated because there's a whole mismatch of different players and contracts and young players and veterans. And it's it's a confusing list. So I actually think this would be a, a really useful thing today. And I also want the listeners to know, um, with it being a Christmas special episode, Um, we do have a little jingle here for if we have players who match, which I can almost guarantee that we're going to play here after the very, after we rank on number one, who we think is most likely to be on the roster. So, so you can look forward to that. So Matt, get us started. Who is your number one player? Who you think is most likely to be back on the roster next year?
0: The number one player is Lamella Ball to be back on the roster.
1: (laughs) There we go. Santa Santa Claus is very happy to hear Lamella Ball is going to be back on the roster. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, there'll be a lot of episodes where we talk about LaMelo Ball a lot. This isn't going to be one of those because that's not the theme of the podcast, but I, there is no world in which LaMelo is not on the roster next year. I, Even if the Hornets land at two in the draft and the draft screw Henderson, LaMelo Ball is still here, folks. So I think I think we can happily move on. And this is where you said to me. This is where it starts to get more difficult. So who did you have number two on the list?
0: I'm going to go Mark Williams.
1: Okay, I I was very close. I have Mark Williams and Bryce McGowan's is like two and three. I, I In fact, if I could put them both 2.5, I would have them. Why did you have Mark Williams two over your third guy?
0: Uh, well, I, I think we may have, I don't want to spoil my next one, but I think we may have uh, similar ideas because he's a rookie because it's year one. I mean, I, I I guess you can see the path of like, Let's say they win the lottery and they get Wimpyama, and they're looking at their roster, and there's like there's just too much like we can't possibly play everybody. Maybe there's a world, or they, there's some other young guy who becomes available, and they offer the package for him, and that somehow includes Mark Williams. But outside of that, I mean, why would you move on from him after one, right? You after one year, you yeah. wouldn't do it. So I, I'd only- say.
1: Only one Charlotte rookie who's been, ever been traded after one year, and that was Noah Vonleh. if you remember that like the Nick Patum trade. He's the only one. And it's exceedingly rare for – he wasn't quite a lottery pick because he was 15, but let's just treat him as that because he was so close. It's exceedingly rare for a lottery pick to be traded in the first 12 months. Um, and we're going to talk about roster construction going forward, but the, the Hornets, the center is not an overwhelming strength positionally in the roster so um I think you are it's, it's a very good pick um you you know my number three because I said it, you know my number two uh, do you want to reveal your number three
0: my my number three is McGowan's for relatively similar reasons but yeah he's a second round pick so that was yeah. my that was my logic why'd you have McGowan's over uh Mark Williams
1: yeah the the reason I did uh is just because of the depth of the position uh with Kai and with Nick Richards Um, and I know Mason Plum is currently on the team but I'm I'm not expecting that going forward Um, and just looking at the kind of makeup of the roster just there was more depth there and I think you could get more for Mark Williams in a trade if like you said something were to come up whereas Bryce McGowan's, I know Hornets fans are really excited about him but I don't think like other front offices are having meetings about Bryce McGowan's right now um, you know even though I think they will like what they've seen and find him exciting I think Mark Williams would still have more trade values so if there was a deal to come up I think that's the the way they would go and and also the McGowan's is just like a multi-position player I think he can play two I think he can play three Um, so like if you look at Kelly Ubre's expiring James Booknight's disappointing he is like two avenues to, to minutes in a role whereas Mark is pretty much a one-position guy he's only right. got one and he's got at least Nick Richards in front of him. Maybe, maybe not Kai Jones, depending on how Steve Clifford sees him positionally. So, but honestly, like I could have flipped him either way. I just yeah, um, I, about I maybe hard. just got cute with it. Okay, now I think it starts to go... <laughs> this is where I start to get hard. Um, Matt, who do you think number four is?
0: I went with Cody Martin.
1: <laughs> there we go. We're right. matching up. Again. Yeah. Why did you pick Cody?
0: Cody Martin. I like, well, first off, we just signed him to a long-term contract, like a really long-term contract. And I guess if you were to, if you were to make up a scenario where he's not on the team, considering this is a position we need, it would be that some other trade comes along and we're trading up for somebody or like trying to build a package and the other team wants Cody Martin. But even then, Why would they want kind of, he's kind of like built into who he is. He's not somebody that a young team would really like want in a trade package back. Not that he isn't a good Mm -hmm. younger player, but he's kind of a role player type deal. Maybe to make the money work. It's not impossible, but the Hornets also, they don't make trades like that. They don't do that ever. Um, So I I think he's just kind of a a core. They've, They've kind of marked him as a core rotational piece with the contract that gave him being so long. So I think they keep him.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, he was, I mean, he, one, he's got this knee injury, okay? And at this point of the season, no other team has seen him play yet. So no team is going to be saying, right. go, we got to trade for Cody Martin right now because they've not seen him in a year. And I also think probably a lot of teams think the, the shooting, you know, that he displayed last year is probably a one-year peak. Like, I don't think he's probably quite as good a shooter that he suggested. And Steve Clifford has said numerous times this year, like, Cody is a big part of what, what we're doing here. Like, he's said that. Numerous times, and he's not had the opportunity to have him on the floor yet. But I think on the off season, I think even when we were on the podcast, we probably talked about Cody Martin is the most Steve Clifford player <laughs> there is if you can right. like make one in the lab. Um, so I, I agree, like you say, just re him to a long-term deal. Um, I think he's from North Carolina. I just think he's going to be like a Charlotte guy who they keep around. And with Bucknight not working out so far, we need a backup shooting guard desperately mm-hmm. and again he can be versatile and play multiple positions so good to see where you know we're pretty much in sync every step of the way here um i don't think it's going to keep going let's go number five matt who've you got i went,
0: I went kai jones
1: here we go again i'm this telling is, you man we are we are in sync and we have not shared these lists beforehand by the Mm-mm. way so um kai jones right why did you why'd you pick kai jones
0: all right even so we keep trying to think of the hypothetical worlds where we lose the player because we're so high up in the list the idea would be that we win the lottery and we get victor Wimbenyama and there's too many guys if that were to happen i don't think kai jones is the guy that we would pick he has looked promising so far this year then he doesn't have crazy numbers or anything but I'm, I'm really excited about what i see from him and he also has a positional versatility to not play the five he can play the four or maybe that's the hornet's plans for him a little bit more long term to be able to stick him in there so i i think that if if someone gets the axe I, I i think it's more likely to be somebody else and i i think that trading him now would be a bad use of like managing that asset. So I don't think they'll do that either.
1: Yeah. I mean, I a hundred percent agree when they selected Kai, he was a project. You don't select You don't trade a future first round pick right? to select a project to then go "Ah, after 18 months, this guy isn't working out. Let's trade him. And like you said, he's just started to show some flashes, some, you know, some little tantalizing plays. If you watch Kai Jones's highlights from this year, you'd think he's the next Giannis. Um, if you were to watch the full rotation minutes, you would understand there's a little bit of Thon Maker there as well. Like there's, there's somewhere between the two, Um, but he's still got two years on his contract. I think he has really low value around the rest of the league. I, I don't think people would have a first round pick grade on Kai Jones right now. You're trading him for a second round pick. And at that point, there is just no reason to trade him. Um, And he's got, you know, good energy guy, good locker room. He's, He's been what, professional, maybe more so than some of our other players on the team. So I just think he doesn't have much value elsewhere. He's shown some flashes. He's a long-term project. This is just part of the process. So I, I agree with you with Kai Jones.
0: Should we go on to the next one?
1: Move on. Number six, who is sick most likely to be back on the team? Far away.
0: So we're running out of players a little bit who are like actually on contract. If you go look Mm. next year, there's not that many guys who are just like straight up on contract, no option, no nothing. But I went with James Booknight.
1: Ooh, not on my list. Not close. Right. Okay.
0: Give me your James
1: Booknight takes. He's
0: going to be off the team. What does that look like? A straight up cut after two years of the 11th pick? i don't see it i think they hang on for another year almost no matter what just because of the draft capital invested and he's not going to get traded because nobody is going to trade for him no 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 i do agree with wants, that one <laughs> no one wants to to burn their time with him i think maybe there's some chance that that, that he's just right i think he's riding the bench next year point blank i don't think they're just going to totally punt on him we've also got a lot of time between now and the end of the season for him to show absolutely anything and the players below him are a lot of players who are like free agents who other pl- teams will want, or trade assets who other teams would realistically want. No, I, I think I think my logic here is that nobody else is going to want him. I think it's a little too early to for a front office to punt on him after he's played. I mean, he he still hardly hardly played, and I, I think I wonder if check looks at the first year as like sort of like a. a, a a non, you know, he didn't play and then he's going to get 82 games and he's going to be gone. I don't know.
1: So I think we view James Buck Knight in similar ways, but where I think we differ is I do think they could just buy him out. I do think they might just say, you know what, like we, we don't like, especially with some of the off court stuff you heard in the offseason. I, you know, you talk about Kai Jones being a bundle of energy on the bench and, like, James Knight. I don't know what you call the opposite of a bundle of energy, but that's how I feel. Like, he just looks very sad and, like, he doesn't want to be there. And that, that could just be, like, general expression, but he doesn't give off that vibe. If he is, like, unhappy and is causing issues, like, that kind of stuff can really impact your team culture, having that drain there. And I do wonder if they could pay a pick to get off him. I don't know, swap him for like an expiring nothing contract in like a, a Houston or an OKC or somewhere, someone that's rebuilding just takes a flyer for a pick. That that kind of that kind of thing crossed my mind. Almost like when Jeremy Lamb was on Oklahoma City Thunder. And they just like, you know what, it's it's not going to work out here. Let's just send him to Charlotte for a second round pick. And you get like a lottery pick out of basically for a second and, and both teams are happy. So that was my thinking which is why i didn't have him this high uh because i think there's potential trade possibilities not not that they'd want him but mainly to maybe move off another contract but but also i do think they might just take that decision to move on so but i i agree. i do understand your like process of thinking but yeah i have him ranked much lower so that's that's an interesting i can
0: see it i can see it i wouldn't be super surprised i mean he is bent horrible when he's on the court he's been probably the worst player in the league i'm not going to go look up what the analytics say about that but i am almost i'm almost certain they agree
1: it was him and jabari smith about three weeks ago were like the worst and jabari smith's been a lot better so um it could still be james booknight down there um i'm yeah i'm not sure i've not checked recently but uh yeah it, it was one of those where i actually think like steve clifford played him in the rotation longer than most fans would normally like with the lottery pick the fans like oh we need some one minute oh the coach benched him too early whereas this time the fan base was like cliff you you can play bryce mcgowans you know
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so may, maybe i've got him too high but i'm that's not because i am a james Booknight believer i'll
1: say no i i understand it i understand it um okay Let's, Who did you uh, have? I'm, I, yeah i well, I'm thinking, do I want to reveal who I have or do I want to wait for you to go? No, let's reveal who I got. Um, and I'm wondering if you might have this person way lower down. I went Terry Rozier.
0: That's, that's my next pick. Okay, I don't think okay. Crazy. Because
1: there's two elements of thought with Terry, right? There's some people who think the Hornets, you should trade Terry Rozier this year. He was in rumors with the Lakers earlier in the summer. And I think the exact wording in Sham's piece was like, They will revisit the discussions depending how the Hornet season goes and the Hornet season is going terribly. So put two and two together. But I don't buy it. And it doesn't seem like you do either.
0: No, because this is this is wishful. I'm playing Mm. 2K. I'm going to trade away everybody. Wishcasting. Yeah, they are not. That's not how they operate. That's not what they think about Terry Rozier. I remember in that letter that Kupchak wrote to the fans in the offseason, he said, our three core players, LaMelo, Miles Bridges, and Terry Rozier. They do not look at Terry Rozier like that. They don't look at him as we have to get off of his contract. And people were saying we need to get off of his contract the second that they signed it, and I don't buy into that too much. Now, if if we get Scoot Henderson or something, or if we get another guard who it's like, this guy's insane, we got to play him more, maybe he can be moved this offseason. If the Lakers do come with like the Russell Westbrook and two firsts, uh, for Rosier and Hayward or Oubre or whoever. I mean, yeah, I would take it. I would do mm-hmm. that. If, but, um, I think the odds of the team actually doing that are much lower.
1: Ah, I mean, I'm in sync with you, Perfect. I, I agree. I, I would consider doing that, especially because I think when this team is healthy, I, I don't think there will be a bottom five team or won't play to the level. Maybe they'll be so far behind, they'll end up there. But, um, I agree. Terry Rozier is the leader of this team, like emotional leader. If you hear the players mm-hmm. speak, you hear Steve Clifford speak, you hear Mitch Kupchik t- speak. It is Mitch's guy. You know he signed and traded for him, replaced Kemba. He did really well. He extended him. We know he fits well with Melo. We know the players like Terry, and you would be ripping the heart of the team out. It's it's almost like when Stephen Jackson, and Gerald Wallace were in Charlotte. And they traded Gerald Wallace away, and at that, that point, the entire team just like quit on the season because <laughs> they were like, "Well, you you blatantly just want us to lose, and you're you're sabotaging us. Um, and if that's the case, then screw you guys." And Steven Jackson like went up and kicked up a fuss because he just traded Gerald Wallace away. And I think that's it would just send like an earthquake through the team and the coaching staff. And I just don't know if like Mitch Kupchak is. The Sam Hinky, like thick skinned guy, to be able He's to not. do that.
0: He just it's just not who he is.
1: So that's yeah, interesting. We both have Terry, pretty, pretty similar. Um, I guess if you reveal who you're see that's your next guy. Okay, so I'll let you go number eight then. Who is your number eight for well, who
0: is your who is your number seven?
1: My number seven, Gordon Haywood.
0: Yeah. And this is the exact same thing. The difference is is that with Hayward I think it's a little bit more probable that he gets moved. But it's generally it's like, well they of course are going to trade Hayward. No, they're not going to do that, man. This is not that's not what they do. Now the difference here is that maybe the Hornets could be really aggressive and say, okay, Hayward he just does not play. Now we're getting into a really 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 injury prone territory. And maybe they say we're going to give this other team an expiring and then we're going to take on some money for a pick. That's possible now with Hayward. But I, I would say it's still more likely than not. They don't want to tank. They don't want to blow up the team. That's not what they want to do.
1: No, absolutely not. And the the thing that I always come back to is, what is this team's record when Gordon Hayward is healthy? It, it's a winning record. I don't know exactly off the top of my head. I probably should have researched that before the podcast. But... I know they've won more games than they've lost, and they've been a good team when Hayward is healthy. And that is what Michael Jordan will point to, is what Mitch Kupchuk will point to. That he just he just needs to get healthy, man, like, and he'll be fine. And I I agree with you. I you know, there's not many people who are gonna want to trade for his contract. The the Hornets don't necessarily need to move Hayward to get cap space in the summer. It's not something that's you know, there's there's a lot of if buts and babies, and a lot of them rely on Miles Bridges and PJ Washington. But there are ways to get there while Gordon Hayward is on the team. Um, and like he is Michael Jordan's guy. Like it was when he signed here, he was one of the key reasons that he signed here when he chased him in the past. And with one more year on the deal, I just think they might look to, you know, and Kelly Ubrey being a, an expiring contract this summer. If you trade Hayward, you. You trade Hayward, Uber leaves him free agency. All of a sudden, Jalen McDonald's is a starting small forward. And I like Jalen McDaniels, but, like, if you're wanting to be a right. playoff team, which they do, you probably don't want him to be your starter.
0: Yeah, so I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think a lot of people might have Terry and Hayward towards the bottom and be looking to move them. I don't think the Hornets are actually doing that.
1: It's wish casting. I think you're right. Yeah. It is people going, ooh, that's who they could maybe get the most for, or they're the, like, they're the least exciting because they're known quantities. That's the classic thing, isn't it? They, they're they proven good players, so fans are like, ah, oh, you're boring, we know what you do, you're not getting necessarily better, let's move on to the, the new shiny thing. Okay, who is your number... Are you on your number eight now?
0: Yes, I'm on my number eight.
1: Okay, um, fire away.
0: I'll go, I'll go JT Thor.
1: Okay. Not not next to my list. Give me your JT Thor thoughts.
0: JT hasn't gotten a ton of run this year. I think ultimately the path to him being I mean, he's on a non-guaranteed contract, but of of I think we've named or at least I've named everybody else who is actually on the team next year. It's just straight up. It's not guaranteed, but what what is the path to him being kicked off the roster entirely? Because the way I see it. Yeah, JT hasn't taken a step this year so far, but I I still like some of his potential. And I think you would have to have a lot of... You'd have to bring in a lot of depth to all of a sudden have him like not make the roster entirely. It's not an impossible path, but a guy with a little bit of positional versatility and considering how young he is and considering he was also drafted as a project, I think he makes it to a year three. I
1: agree that he makes it to year three like a lot of what we same said for Kai Jones you drafted a very inexperienced young guy who has got a lot to learn there is no point in dropping that guy this early in in his nba career the reason i had jt a little bit lower was i just think jt thor might be someone that you like throw into a trade a move somewhere like he's he has struggled to progress, I think, so far. I don't think he's made much progress from when you've seen him in the summer leagues or in the G league last year. I don't think you can point to any area. The shot's not got hugely better. I don't think he's massively improved defensively. I think he's got stronger, but I've yet to see that like translate to on the court in terms of rebounding or physicality. And yeah, I just wonder if like they look at it and go, well, Jalen McDonald's is a free agent this offseason. Like surely JT Thor in an ideal world is like kind of plays a similar role to Jalen McDaniels, a three, four, who can switch and shoot. And do we need two of those style guys in the roster? So I, I had him a little bit lower, not loads, but I, again, like he's ultra cheap team option for next year. He's a young player. They want to develop him. Like Steve Clifford liked him they went to him earlier in the season. It was clear that you know Kai Jones superseded him, which good for Kai, by the way. Um, but yeah, I can I can understand why you have J T there. Um, next, I had uh, number eight, Nick Richards, um, who is a oh I want to say he's restricted free agent now, but now I'm not sure. Yeah. Is he restricted? Yeah, he is restricted, mm-hmm. restricted free agent in the off season. And I did look at teams. I was thinking which teams have cap space and would maybe sign an offer sheet with Nick Richards. And the three teams identified are Indiana Pacers, which I think is unlikely because they could re-sign Miles Turner. They've got Isaiah Jackson there, who they drafted just through the year, like a kind of a project big. Um, OKC, which maybe makes a little bit more sense, like a big, strong guy put next to Chet. Chet can stretch the floor a little bit. you got the offensive rebounding, the, the shot blocking. The San Antonio Spurs, you're probably going to use, lose Jakob Pertl. But I don't know. I, I don't think Nick Richards screams Spurs player to me. He's kind of a little bit one-dimensional, not as well-rounded as the Spurs sometimes like the players. And then like other teams, Lakers, I don't think they'll be using the cap space to on on like a, a big like Nick Richards. It just seems like, are you gambling LeBron's final few years in Anton Davis on Nick Richards? stepping into a role and a contender? I don't think so. And then you've got the Rockets and the Kings, who I think have, like, got bigs there. Um, so I I, I struggle to find, like, a really obvious landing spot out there of a team crying out for a big when Nick Richards would land. And that's why I decided to, to put him a little bit higher on this list.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, that's my next pick, if we want to go there. I think, actually, what makes him the most likely is that he, of, of all the Hornets' free agents, he's got probably the best combo of good to won't cost that much to keep. You're talking about some of the other major free agents like Oubre and P.J. Washington. Those guys are going to get a lot of offers. A lot of teams are going to want those guys, and they're going to be serious contracts. Mm-hmm. Richards, I have a feeling, is not going to go get some. He's not going to go get like $15 million a year, I don't think. I don't think he's going to go get some big contract. Uh, I think it'll be a shorter thing, to be completely honest. So, Do you
1: think more or less than Cody Martin,
0: I said, right, I don't know, right around there. Yeah, I, I, I guess right that's about it? the contract they'll get. Maybe maybe not as long, but right around there. And at that point, if he's been a nice role player, they'll probably just go ahead and do that and figure it out later. So that, that's who I had next. Uh, there's obviously possibility that they, they're like, we have too many centers, we want to play blah, blah, blah. We want to give Mark Williams a lot of minutes, but I think there's other centers who will not be re-signed to free up those minutes.
1: Nick Richards, what do you think the odds are that he's the starting center on opening night next season? On on what? What do you think the odds that he's the starting center for the Hornets next season? Pretty good. Mm. I think
0: they're pretty good. I I think I think Mark Williams will be back up still. They're kind of I don't know. I think I think it's decent. Like day like game one, yeah, it'll probably yeah. be Richards because he has more experience, and then the idea would be to transfer. Williams over to being the starter by the end of the season I would guess
1: yeah I think we haven't really seen Nick with LaMelo yet pro- properly right. and I think I always thought when LaMelo was going to come back the, the first time this year that we might see a change of more Nick Richards in the starting unit because let's face it his skill set fits with LaMelo much better than Mason Plumley's does mm-hmm. and Mason Plumley could really help the second unit which has been like just absolutely terrible now for about two weeks for Charlotte. Um, and I think could help like someone like Kai a lot more next to Mason, like a smart passer. and Kai could be cutting around. Um, and we, we still might see that here over the next couple of weeks. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm interested to see if Nick Richards really flourishes with LaMelo ball for the rest of the season. I think Nick could like rock it up this list way higher. Yeah. But right now he seems a bit of like an offensive rebounding putback specialist and he like is not doing great defensively struggling to rebound the ball defensively and is like is a really good screener that's one thing apart from the offensive fouls that he gets one a game outside of that he's generally a pretty good screener and, and does help free up guys but yeah we we have nick in a similar area um what number are you up to in your list now because i've got confused let
0: me count uh, i think 10 11
1: Okay, give me give me your 10. Give me your next guy who we've not touched on.
0: Uh, I have Jalen McDaniels for similar reasons.
1: Okay, hold on. Wait. wait, wait. Santa's back. We're, we're back matched up in Jalen McDaniels. Um, Jalen McDaniels, he is an unrestricted free agent this offseason. So he's not restricted like Nick where they can match any offer. Um, but... You think you think Jalen will be back? How how likely would you put that? I know he's down at what 10 11 in your list, but like a percentage term, if you were to throw it on you, and I'm just throwing these percentages at you. What are you saying for Jalen McDaniels?
0: Straight 50 50. I'll go. I actually think this is pretty up in the air, maybe, maybe a little bit higher than that because I think some of the other guys below him are, are real 50 50s, but um. Yeah, I I think it's like, has he been a nice role player? Yes. Is he going to cost a lot to resign? Probably not. Does that mean that he's going to be back? Probably. You know, I don't know if this team is going to get to a point where there's a lot of other guys, you know, you have uh, like like the JT Thors and the Kai Jones. I don't know if they're going to get to a point shooting wise where you're like, yeah, we can let Jalen McDaniels walk. So Mm. I would guess that he's going to be back. Just from a spacing aspect and and feeling a little bit more serious of a team, and not just trying to roll out all the young guys.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like him or PJ will be back. I, I struggle to see a world where they go, yeah, that power forward rotation we've had for the last two years. Let's run it back for you know another two or three by re-signing both of them. Um, I, 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 the one thing I do wonder about Jalen McDaniels, like. If you actually – this is one that I've not got the stats up now. I've changed my laptop, which is annoying because I had the stats. But since Jalen McDonald's has started, him and PJ Washington's averages over the last eight games or so, uh, when we're recording this um, on I think the 15th of December or so, over the last eight games, their stats are identical apart from like PJ has blocked 0.6 more shots per game, um, and PJ is logging – way more minutes than Jalen McDaniels. Jalen McDaniels is actually more productive than PJ. Um, I do think those two are like closer in value. I think Jalen McDaniels, if you were to sign us where you'd see him in like the Western conference finals in two years, and you'd be like, God, how do we let that like versatile, multi-positional high effort defender, floor space go?" I know shooting percentages aren't great this year, but he's being asked to do more in the mm-hmm. current role with all the injuries. And, the one thing like he is very, he's like a big West coast guy. That's one thing I know. Like he spends his summers in the West coast when he's not in Charlotte, he's from San Diego where he went to college, obviously out there. Um, So I do wonder if like, he would want to get back out West closer to family. And I think he like, he's a seamless fit on a lot of teams. He could probably be signed for like the mid-level exceptions. So loads Mm -hmm. of teams could get him. And I think, I think he's a really winning player. Um, for Me, I'd really value like getting Jalen McDaniels back. I just think he fits Steve Clifford's system and style as well. But with him being that unrestricted free agent, I think he could have a lot of places to go, a lot of options, all that kind of a similar like again, right. Cody Martin money. Like that kind of he's you know, he's putting up some numbers this year, he's earning himself some money as he's getting more tape and starting for this team. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm worried Jalen p- could be gone, but I'd actually like. I think I'd prioritize Jalen McDaniels over Nick Richards. I, I don't know. Is that, is that a hot take? Oh, I, Do you I would. agree with that? Yeah, I would. Yeah.
0: I actually think ultimately, if it were up to me, Nick Richards would walk for sure. I would not pay Nick Richards. Really? Yeah. He's a center who can't defend. That's an unserious role player. You will, you will, he Scathing. does some things good. Ultimately, he is a center who cannot defend. Or he, okay. How many, how many good role players in the NBA right now both cannot shoot and cannot defend?
1: Not that many.
0: Not that many. It's tough to be a good NBA player if you can't do those two things. Really, getting a good role player is getting somebody who can do both, and he can do neither. So, I would say that maybe that's a little tough to say. But you've also got other guys. I think you can play. So, I, I, I'm not. I, I don't think Nick Richards would go be a great role player for like a contending team.
1: Yeah, I I understand that, and I don't disagree. And and for the Jalen McDaniel's case, everyone is looking for six ten wings. Who can switch, who are long, mm-hmm. who can spread the floor. And like, you, you maybe not do any of those things to a great level, but he does all of those things to a level that he is not going to kill you. And he's not going to be targeted on defense in the playoffs. Um, I just think like he is a, a guy that I can see playing in playoff series. And I want that guy back on the team.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree.
1: Okay. Uh, give me the next guy on your list.
0: I went I went PJ Washington right after.
1: Okay. I, mean, I PJ I PJ a few spots lower.
0: I don't know. I think I think <laughs> I, I dunno is like these, these ones these ones are like it's like who's more likely to be back on the team, PJ Washington or Dennis Smith Jr. I, <laughs> I, I think with uh Washington I figure the trade rumors would have ramped up a little bit more and maybe they will here soon if they like They're not going to plan to let him walk and not trade him, right? You would assume no I mean, they've never
1: done that with anyone else before.
0: That's not like the Hornets. So I'm a little worried about that. I think that ultimately, though, the type of player that he is that everybody would want and the fact that... I believe he's restricted for sure, yes. So him being restricted makes me feel a little bit better about it. I wonder how many teams are going to just straight up have the money to make him the offers because he's going to definitely be getting like, you know, way over a mid-level, not way over, but like a good chunk over a mid-level exception, I would think uh, to the point where the Hornets, I think will be looking, looking to bring him back. But I, I would say it's a total toss up whether or not they do.
1: I'm torn. I, I kind of wonder if they do like the Devonte Graham approach where they don't resign him, but they don't let him walk for nothing. Like where they, you know, Tavonte, they traded, they got uh, a couple of, well, a first round pick, which somehow became a first round pick through that lucky New Orleans Pelicans right. Clippers game, which is probably like the highlight of my season last year was when the Pelicans won that to make the play and we got that pick. Um, but I agree that like, as soon as you don't extend someone, okay, like straight away, people are thinking, well, the, the Hornets don't want to pay this guy. Um, apparently he wanted something in the 20 million per year range was the reports that came out I, I don't think any team is giving him even as an unrestricted free agent giving him 20 mil per year this year from what he's shown PJ's the most maddening player because he's just Mr. Inconsistent you mm-hmm. can watch him if you just watched like, if you were a fan of another team and you just watched the Hornets when like the Grizzlies play the Hornets you could catch two PJ Washington games a year and be like this guy this guy is incredible, but mm-hmm. you could also watch it and go, "This guy is a complete scrub," because you just never know what you're going to get. And again, I think when the the roster gets back to f- full health and he gets to maybe go back more into a role player mode rather than featured mode, I think we've what we've learned here is that PJ Washington is not an offensive initiator. He is a defender and a catch and shoot guy, and anything more than that, really, he is overtasked to do so efficiently.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree.
1: But, yeah, I, I did have PJ Washington a few s- spots lower just because of that, like, sign-and-trade possibility. And,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, like, like we mm-hmm. said, gone.
0: Who did you have next, then?
1: I had Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah? I had Dennis Smith Jr. next, who is also an unrestricted free agent. But... This is probably a little bit of recency bias, but just from, again, how Steve Clifford talks about Dennis Smith Jr. Like it's his son that he never had. Um, and he's talked about, again, same with Cody Martin, Dennis Smith Jr. Like he's a big part of what we're doing here. He's used that term and he's on an unguaranteed one-year contract. And Dennis Smith Jr. has been around the league. He's been to New York. He's been to Detroit. And it all went horribly for him. He's been to Portland. He's finally found himself in a situation in Charlotte where He's got a coach who believes in him. He knows as long as Steve Clifford is here, he will probably have a role. And he's back in his hometown state, probably surrounded by people that he feels he can trust and rely on. Whereas at other NBA stops, he's not had that. So I think that he will want to come back here because he has a good situation. He's seen what bad situations look like and he wants to cling on to it. Even if it might not be for the biggest money. And my concern here is... This franchise has not committed large money to back up point guards in that since they've since ever really. <laughs> right. I can't tell you the last guy. It's always been a revolving door of Brian Roberts, um, you know, Ramon Sessions. Uh, uh, who else am I talking about here? Uh, Jeremy Lin, um, Ish Smith, uh, is Thomas is, last
0: year, Ish Smith, is, is yeah. so it's, it's... It, it's
1: just rotating doors. But that's my concern. But I I do think he would like come back just on like a guaranteed contract for like the biannual exception or something mm-hmm. of that nature. Um, so and I think he could fit well with Lamelo, like having someone that point of attack defender next to Lamelo Ball um, could I, could could be a good factor as well. So even though he's on an unguaranteed one year contract, I think he's more likely to be back in the roster next year than PJ Washington.
0: I get it. I mean, it's it's a lot easier to sign Dennis Smith Jr. than it is PJ Washington. I think that play, plays a big part of it. So I I totally understand that.
1: Okay, how many you got left in your list? I got four left. Okay, let's um, we're gonna get to your final four of who we think are the most likely to be to be moved or to be traded, right after the sad break. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone, you can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay and combine multiple bets, which the team will win, total rebounds, loads more. The bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. A couple of things I'm looking at, especially with the Hornets, now they're getting healthy. I'm looking at unders generally across the board, especially some of the guys like PJ Washington, Kelly Oubre, Teruzeir. Their game's going to be changing. Their role's going to be changing. So try try and pair a couple of those unders together, like Teruzeir. Assists are probably going to dip down a little bit. Oubre's point's going to go down. So try and pair a few of those together over the next couple of weeks. So to do that, download the app now. Sign up with the code TBPN and place a $5 pre-game money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Please see the show notes for details. Okay, welcome back. Matt, give us let's let's yeah give us your fourth most likely guy you think will not be back on the roster next year
0: i would say Dennis Smith jr I, I i agree with the rotating door i do think there's a lot of possibility. he's been a very nice role player i still do have him under pJ Washington just because like pJ washington is, is has a little bit more i don't know name value he's been doing here a little bit longer it's i agree you know if i had said this 20 games ago i think it would have been insanity to say that Smith Jr wasn't more likely than PJ so I haven't moved quite that fast on him but I'd like to see him I'd like him to be the backup point guard I'd like him to stay it seems like the team would like him to stay I understand that that's not what they usually do when players like this they don't they bounce around the league a lot but you know I 100% agree um that there's there's definitely more chance with him than you would you would maybe expect a player like him
1: Okay Give us we have three guys left. We have Kelly mm-hmm. Ubre, Teo Maladon, and Mason Plumley on your lift list. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two of those in my bottom two as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested to hear who you have third one to see if we match up here. Kelly Ubre. Okay. I see, I have Kelly Ubre a little bit higher. I have actually Kelly Ubre above JT Thor, PJ Washington, and James Bucknight. So I have James Bucknight down at 14th, which is earlier when you said I think you had him sixth or seventh I was mm-hmm. pretty shocked there so um Kelly Oubre down at 14th I think I know the reasoning but but fire away
0: well it's like the other two guys that I have left on my list I just think are not that good and will not be back on the team straight up with with Mason Plumley in particular it's like I mean it would be a trade like there would be hell to pay if they re-signed Mason Plumlee and start him again next year, right? That would be – that's the one guy I, I, I don't want back. But with Ubre, he's been playing fantastic, but that's probably – that probably bodes poorly for him staying. And if I were him and I was an unrestricted free agent, I would – if someone offered me similar money to go play in like a L.A. or like a better – city. not saying that's really a possibility, but like in a big city – or someone offered me big money to go play for a contender. Yeah, I would take it. And if I were the Hornets, I would maybe even be a little bit dubious about giving Kelly Oubre a huge contract after he all of a sudden has his contract year. So I feel like Kelly is going to want to go somewhere else unless the Hornets overpay. And I feel like the Hornets should, should be a little bit cautious with paying him. He has been really, really solid this year, but the inconsistency of it all makes me very, very nervous. About like, oh, we have this ultra inconsistent player who all of a sudden is having a contract, you know,
1: a great year on his contract season. I don't know. I think Kelly Uber being back in Charlotte would surely only happen if Gordon Hayward were moved. Would you agree with that?
0: I think that would be more than likely, yeah. Yes, I would agree.
1: Because I don't think he comes back for a bench role. I think if you're offering a starting role at the three, he thinks about it. But then... The the killer thing with Kelly is he's been I think he's been a lot better this year than last year. Mm-hmm. And I think NBA teams will pick up on that. I think other fans around the league will go, well, he can't shoot, and he was actually a better shooter last year. I'm like, yeah, well, technically he shot the ball better last year, but he was he is so much more engaged defensively. He's putting more stress on the rim. Like he's I think he's been a little bit unfortunate with the shooting this year, and it's been a fact that teams of like he is him and Terry Rozier are like the number one offensive options. So Teams are just trying right. to take yes. that away from you. 100%. That, that's why that has dropped so much, whereas before they had LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward for half the year and Miles Bridges to guard, and, and Kelly Oubre benefited from some of that, right? Um, so I do wonder, I mean, Kelly is an unrestricted free agent, but they do have his early bird rights because they signed him for two years. They can sign Kelly for up to 175% of what he's currently on. So he's currently on a $12 million per year contract. So they can get him up to like 19 million or so, which kind of feels about right, I think, for Kelly. Um, So they have the means to re-sign him. But Mm -hmm. would he want to re-sign for that bench role? He's talked a lot about how he loves Charlotte. Um, He's talked about it in his first year here. He's talked about it again this year, how he doesn't want to go ring chase. Like I've noticed this year even more so that a lot of the young players are talking about When you ask them, like, oh, who's been giving you advice? Everyone mentions Kelly, which not many fans, I think, realize that. They assume it will just be Rosier, which it is. But I think Kelly is a really well-liked guy in the locker room and fits in well with the fan base in the franchise, probably more so than maybe fans give him credit for. So I had Kelly a little bit higher just because there is part of me that thinks, could they look at this and go, yeah, we're going to move on from Hayward And like, if you look at the wing options and free agency, they aren't great. And we know what we've got with Kelly. And he's been, he's taken some steps this year and he's worked well. So it's crossed my mind, but I do agree. Like I would still be of the thought, let's not get too wrapped up in the moment. If someone comes in with a first round pick for Kelly Oubre, this trade deadline, I think you have to pull the trigger and not get like, wrapped into like you say a hot start to the season where he's got high volume and you know he's been able to score 20 points per game
0: the thing is is that like i do believe the changes that kelly Oubre has made are real like i I don't think like the, the the rim pressure is really what gets me it's like totally 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 different guy but the inconsistent shooting which i can only so much blame on him Having to do so much because he's always been an inconsistent inconsistent shooter makes it really, really tough for me to be like, yeah, $20 million next four years for sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. You're down to your last two. Mm-hmm. Who have you got 15th? Theo Maladon.
0: <laughs>
1: Where yeah. there we go. One more time. One more time, listeners. Theo Maladon. We're synced up. Um, Look, I think Dennis Smith Jr. emerging as Hertz Teo. Like they, they're not going into next season. I think with Lamelo, Dennis Smith Jr. and Teo Maladon. I think if it's between the two, for me, I think it's pretty clear that Dennis Mm -hmm. Smith Jr. is someone they would value higher. And he's also on a two-way contract, so he will expire. He'll be an unrestricted free agent. And I actually think he's played well enough. I think he's been great. He's been good enough that he could sign as a third point guard anywhere in yeah. the NBA now. Yeah. Whereas that wasn't the case when he signed him to the two-way.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like I I don't think he's a terrible player. I just think you you look at how how things are lining up for the Hornets. Um I don't think he's part of the long-term plans. I think he's kind of the third guy there. I think the injuries are sort of keeping him there. There's a chance where they keep him on as a reserve totally completely. It's not unthinkable, but this again is a rotating door being like, "Oh yeah, we'll have Dennis Smith Jr. and Maladon back." Yeah, no problem. I think that's very unlikely. <laughs>
1: If if Dennis were to sign elsewhere in free agency, mm-hmm. do you think they would, based on what we've seen so far, like bring Maladon in as that that backup point guard, or do you think they would search for like a more of an upgrade, a Dell on right, I don't know, someone of that nature.
0: I think they'd search for an upgrade. I do. Uh, having all of free agency to choose over versus just Maladon, I I think I'm taking all of free agency. I think they could find something, you know, a, a little bit more of an upgrade.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think it'll depend on how the season goes. Um, you know, if he if he comes on strong, but if anything, I think you will probably see his role decline. I mean, he might not even be in the rotation for the rest yeah. of the year now. And now, if Lamello is back and stays healthy, so um, we'll we'll have to see. So that brings us on to our last guy. I think all the listeners probably knew this is going to be the case. I'm g- it has to be Mason Plumley for both of us. Yep. <laughs> Mason Plumley. Least likely to be back in the team now. You you may have not seen this. You may have seen this from Roger Eyes. I did write an article about mm-hmm. the case to why the Hornets might extend Mason pumley because he's extension eligible. Which I, which I knew was going to get a reaction, but I just wanted to educate listeners. Like this is I even wrote in the article this is not what I would do, but here is the reason for it, which is. If they're going for the playoffs next year, do they really want to go into the season with Nick Richards, Mark Williams, and Kai Jones as your centers? And if you look at the other centers on the market, you're looking at guys like Nerlens Noel, Robin Lopez. Like, would would you rather have those guys over Mason Plumlee? I, I don't think people would. And you risk by getting to free agency that Plumlee can just leave and go wherever. And I imagine this coaching staff will want a veteran big somewhere in the rotation starting not I don't know that was that was my theory. I think it's unlikely, but I could see if they like did the thought exercise of well we need to have a grown-up in the building and we think Mason is better than what we would get in free agency, even though I would disagree with that approach.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's impossible. I mean I, I would take New Orleans to all over over Plumley me personally. Okay. Um but yeah I, I think it just comes down to Plumlee versus Richards is what it would be because one of them has to be on the roster pretty much you would assume unless they could let both walk and just say yeah we want somebody out of free agency straight up not not unthinkable but um regardless with Plumlee I mean people have wanted him off the team for a while people want to see the young guys play I I think I think Plumlee is is a fine 15 minute a game type He's a perfect backup. He's he's a great backup. And...
1: Yeah, and that's why he should always have been in Charlotte. I remember the night of the trade on draft night, I said to Chase, I was doing the podcast, and I said, I like the trade if Plumlee is the backup when we enter the season because he's a good playmaker. He executes well. He'll like get the second unit organized. That is what he should be doing. And if he'd have been a role as a backup, I think he would have been like beloved by the fans. Because he's like slightly funky, the passes between legs, the reverse dunks, but because he's been the starter and the team has had a constant issue, defensive rebounding, letting people score at the rim, he's just become the punching bag for every fan.
0: Yeah, yeah, I 100 percent agree. I'm right on board with you. So I, I do think they're they're probably going to let him walk again. These type of players are usually not the ones that stick on one franchise for a long time. Uh, I think I think they will. End up keeping Richards, and letting Plumley walk. Age is also kind of a factor there, maybe a little bit, where they're like, "Well, we'll we'll go younger." But it would be if if Plumley gets some big contract, I'm I would have to stay off Twitter for a day or two. It's gonna be it's gonna be brutal.
1: Do you think he makes it to the summer where he walks, or do you think he gets moved to the deadline?
0: If he gets moved at the deadline, it would probably be to match salaries with somebody, which is not on un- Unthinkable, but I, I don't think any serious team is going to trade for him again. I don't think he's a strong defender. He can't shoot. It's very, very tough for a team to be like, he is athletic enough to at least stay on the court in the playoffs to some extent, but what serious team is giving him playoff minutes? I can't say that I know.
1: Yeah. I, I think if they're far enough out, the play in picture at the deadline, I think they would look to move him, um, I don't think you're getting much. I mean, like Montrez Harrow last year, right? Mm-hmm. Like a good backup big. He was what Vernon Carey and a second round pick. I think that was yeah. the package. Or was it two second round picks? Or was it just it one?
0: Have, I don't remember? It was one or two. Yeah, something I, something light. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And I don't think Mason Plumley is getting you necessarily much more than that. So you need to think, well, would you be happy with that package? But I I hey, I have to say, um, you talked about he can't shoot. Have you not seen his left 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 in mid ranger? I mean Oh
0: yes, I've I've seen the 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 mid rangers.
1: Sixty-seven percent from long mid-range so far this year on four. Yeah, on, on how
0: many on how many attempts are we talking? Six. six? <laughs> okay, fair enough. He's he's hit four. Yeah, um, there you go.
1: So um yeah, I agree. Mason Plumney, I just see when this team keeps selecting centers with first round picks, you you shouldn't be resigning your thirty-three year old veteran who yeah. is like not a good fit with your all star point guard in his skill set and doesn't help the team. But right I do think I would be surprised if they go into next season with just like Nick Richards and Mark Williams as the center rotation because that is a rebuilding front court and that's not what this team wants to be doing next year for sure. I agree. I I I think they did something in free agency though. Hmm Miles Turner's been hey. flirting his eyelashes. Uh,
0: they'll, they'll trade for him at the deadline, no doubt. He's got to be traded one of these days.
1: Well, there's, I think Zach Lowe said the other day that they might um, they might even look to extending him. It could be a possibility. Which...
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. It depends on how much it costs. It seems like that would make me very nervous if I was the Pacers. Yeah.
1: So I think overall, we are pretty locked in. Guys we just most on were James Bucknight. Item 14th, you had him ranked where again?
0: That's the sixth or seventh
1: sixth or seventh so he's probably the most polarizing guy after that oh we are pretty similar i mean i had kelly Ray 11 you had him 14 but after that i think we were in like two or three of of everyone so You're right pretty pretty well matched up there but that was yeah you know, that was a, a challenging but an interesting exercise and it'll be interesting to see how that that plays out going forward um before we get off, I, I said to you, if you could give one gift to the Hornets this Christmas, what would it be? And it could be it could be absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are you giving? What are you giving Michael Jordan, Mitch Kupchak and Steve Clifford this Christmas?
0: Uh, I thought about a couple options like, like you know, somebody I, mean, I would give some genius basketball mind, three billion, five billion dollars so they could buy the team and we could have a different owner. But uh, I just I just went with ping pong balls. For the sake of the lottery, I Wimpenyama is one of those guys where it's like he is so good that no matter how bad your franchise is, (laughs) he he, like he will make you like a legit contender. And I, I fear that may be long term the only path the Hornets have to ever like. There's other teams that are in the mix, like the Pistons, but the Pistons have been good before, like the Rockets. But like you could see a world where the Rockets, they're they're not so horribly managed forever and ever. Not the Hornets. They it's this or nothing.
1: So I've shifted my thoughts a little bit in terms of I think I, for me it's top four, right? Mm-hmm. It's Victor, Scoop, Amen, maybe Osar. I, I actually like Osar's fit on this team a little bit more than Amen. Um and Cam Whitmore. And like those four for me have like kind of five have separated themselves, I think, from the rest of the pack. And I think if you can get in that range, I'm like, I'm happy. If we're in that seven, eight, nine range again, I mean, I'm just going to go find a cliff, even though I do not live near any and jump off one because yeah, it's, it's just too painful. And, and
0: that's, that's naturally what will happen. I, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I know. aware of. Being we, we've got that fan. big
1: homestand in March that we're going to go on like a five and one. And I can, you know, we can all see it happening. Um, yeah so I, I completely understand I thought the gift might just be Victor Wembanyama but we you know we can't give him at Christmas just yet um my gift is I just want to make everyone happy right I enjoy mm-hmm. I enjoy making other people happy and I don't think anything would make Hornets fans happier than a Mason Plumley trade um I think you know they get to see Mark Williams play NBA minutes get to see Kai Jones play at the five Get to see Nick Richards, like, log starter minutes and put up points and rebounds. I, I think this would help give people what they need. I also think it would make this team worse, which might be controversial, but I, I do think that would be the case with Mason Plumlee out the team. Um, so I think, like, the fans would be, be- happier with seeing who they're seeing. The team would be worse. They'd have better ping pong balls. So we're kind of, I feel like we're on the same, same. Like you made a face when I said the team would be worse. You think they'll be better? No, I agree. Mason I, okay, okay. I didn't yeah, know if there you were saying so. I think they could be better off. So, um, that's that's what I just want to give Hornets fans a Mason Plumley trade.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, I guess the only world where they wouldn't be worse is if Mark Jones was really, really sick or not Mark Jones, Mark, was, <laughs> Mark was really, Jones, really sick. The new player oh, oh. of the Hornets. But if he was sick right away and all of a sudden they won, you know, a hundred games or whatever, I'd, I'd be okay
1: with that too. So you can't yeah, lose absolutely. with it. Um, okay. Well, Matt, we are hitting the hour mark here. So thank you so much for coming on, helping me rank which players we think are most likely going to be moved. Um, tell the people where can they find your work, listen to you, find your musings.
0: Uh, you go on the Stay Hot YouTube or, or the look up Stay Hot on, on wherever you listen to podcasts and, and get our podcast there. You can find me on Twitter at Spawn Hour M, or uh, on TikTok just at
1: Hour. All right, Matt, thanks a lot for coming on. Merry Christmas to all the listeners. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas from me. Merry Christmas from Matt. And we're going to have a little bit of a break here. We're not going to probably have an episode between Christmas and New Year. Um, we're going to take some time off from the team uh we'll still be watching but we'll be coming back with podcasts after the the new year's break back in january and we'll be back with more great guests like matt on and, and matt maybe we can have you on in a in another six months or or maybe before then and uh we'll look forward to having you on again
0: yeah i'd be glad to it was a lot of fun to come on thanks for having me
1: all right see you everyone later merry christmas